and welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I am so happy you guys are here with me today. Everything is going well here. We did have some fog, but aside from that, the weather's fine. Things are going well, and I hope that things are going well in your life as well. One of the things that I absolutely love to do is answer questions. I love for people to ask me questions. I love to give answers. I love to help people kind of understand relationships and how they work. That is what I absolutely love to do. And so recently I had an opportunity to be on a podcast called Walk in His Ways, Impacting Voices. And on this podcast, I had a chance to answer questions. Answer questions that the host had. Just, I had an opportunity to just talk to people, answer questions, and give some insight on relationships based on psychology and the way that I see them. So what we're going to do is listen to that segment of Walking His Way, Impacting Voices podcast, where I answer the questions about relationships. Enjoy. I'm very excited about our guest here tonight, Miss um, Mitchell. A couple things about her. She has a master's degree in counseling psychology. Uh, she has 10 years of experience working as a counselor in the rehab. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a podcaster. She has a, she's a jack of all trades. So want to welcome Miss Mitchell here to Welcome His Ways Impact Wars podcast. Thank you for taking time to be together to join up with me, Kenny, and Emo on this lovely Tuesday evening. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's really, I really enjoy the atmosphere for what, you know, just my little bit of time here watching how everybody work together. It's really cool and amazing. So thank you for letting me be a part of this. Awesome. We thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to be with us on the night. And here on Impact, what we love here is inspiring story. We love doing our Q&A. You know, people doing extraordinary things, men and women doing extraordinary things. To inspire other people to reach their goals, not but their you like that God given life purpose. We all have a purpose that God has given us. He gave us gifts. The Bible lets us know that our gifts should make room for us and bring for a great man. So that's what the podcast is all about. Encouraging, insightful um information, of course. And I know you have a lot of information you want to share with the audience here tonight. I'm gonna go keep off this QA. So my first question to you is what is your why and what you do? My why is because I realized that a lot of people don't really understand about relationships, whether it's relationship with God, whether it's relationship with your spouse. A lot of people don't understand relationships because we all grew up, well, the majority of people, especially my generation, grew up in single parent homes. And so when you grow up in that type of environment, you don't really know what a real relationship is because it's not modeled for you. It's, you don't see it. You might see it on television, but I mean, that might be as close as you might get. So my whole goal and my why is I want people to understand what relationships are, how to work through relationships, because I think we give up too easy when if we just knew what we needed to do and how to make things better. It, you know, more people would probably stay and work harder on their marriage or their relationships instead of just giving up so easy. And I think people give up out of desperation and not because they don't want to be together. It's more like, I don't know what to do. I can't fix this. Uh, you know, so we're just going to end it. So my why is to let people know that 
marriage is hard, relationships are hard, but you can work through things. You don't have to give up on things. And I just think that understanding relationships can not only help your relationship with each other or with your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, it can also help your relationship with God as well. Awesome stuff. And I'm glad you have brought that up. Um, you said something about desperation, um, giving up. People don't work, see through things. Um, you look at the Bible, the Bible said those who, it talks about those who endure to the end shall be saved. You know, we forget about the endurance part. As long as everything is good, we go on for the ride. But when all hell break loose, when um, something blocks occur, oh, I'm going to file for the divorce. Um, to the point, what is the main principle that you teach people when it comes to relationships, how to work through these things? Because things can be fixed, right? If they okay. want to be fixed. Exactly. And I just think people don't know how to fix them. So for me, the main thing that I tell people is, don't try to change your spouse. Don't try to work on them, but work on yourself. Because when you do the work on yourself, then you get to understand why you react the way you do. Because even though you may think, oh, I'm not the person who's at fault and this is all him, all her, it takes two to tango. So a person can't argue alone. Because if they do, it's just them talking and it's just silence. So that's not even an argument. That's just someone screaming or talking to themselves. So you can't argue alone. So anytime you add something to the situation, whether it's good or bad, you are either escalating or de-escalating the situation. And that's something you can control. You can't control how they react or what they're saying or what they're thinking. That's out of your control, but you can definitely control how you react to something. And sometimes we react out of emotion. So we're upset about something and our spouse says something and tickles off, then you'll just say whatever comes to your mind or whatever comes to your head. How Instead of taking time back and try to figure out, okay, why am I so bothered by this? And figure out why you want to react the way that you do. And then once you can figure out why you want to react the way that you do, then you can approach it from a different situation. Now, I'm not saying, like, ignore everything. That's not how, you, how it goes. What I am saying is understand how you respond, how you speak to people in tense situations, because sometimes it can come out harsher than it needs to. And when you're in that type of situation, you need, like, a soft startup. So... If you can recognize this about yourself, then you'll be like, oh, I need to take some time. I need to go remove myself from the situation, calm down, and then approach it, come back later when you're more calm and more rational. Man, awesome. Because I know a couple of weeks ago, we had a guest on our um, podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he was dealing with something from his childhood from being molested to mm -hmm. where not to be able to challenge that, talk about it. It led to being him on drugs, to all types of negative activity being open. I know women are open. I know women are open. If I'm wrong, correct me. But I know from men, we don't be open. We were never taught how to be, how to communicate. We was always taught how to be tough and strong. Um, if you cry, you're a punk, you're weak, you're a boy, you shouldn't cry. But we, we have all this stuff on the inside of us that we don't know how to express. So, how can men, have you ever talked with guys who hey, I'm struggling with this thing, but I don't know how to open up to my spouse. I don't know how to open up to my wife about the things I've been dealing with my childhood. A lot of stuff transpired in someone's childhood. Exactly. What I usually tell men, I usually work with women, but what I would tell men is sit down, write it out. Because sometimes writing things out 
is easier than actually speaking it. It's hard to say things sometimes, you know, even when it comes to prayer or whatever, it's just hard to say things about yourself, especially things that you tried to hide for so many years. So sometimes trying to speak it initially is not the way to go because it's difficult and it's too hard for you and it's too stressful. But if you just take time to sit down and start writing some things out, like keep a journal every day, maybe write a paragraph about what you're feeling and why you're feeling this way. Think about things that happened to you and then write it down and do a lot of self-assessment, talking to a psychiatrist if you need to. But writing things down initially will be a way to get some of these things out without blowing up or holding it in or, you know, it's a way to start getting things out by writing it down. And that's awesome stuff. So I believe that we can end the divorce rate if we just humble ourselves and work on ourselves um rushing into things you know a lot of people rush into relationships um it goes by the physical aspect of a person or a financial gain of a person not really sitting down talking to a person getting to know a person the compatibility of a person to see okay is this is is i'm going to invest into this relationship or i'm going to say both of the time I know communication is very important. So, and I, it dates back about the marriage vows, for better or worse, you know, for sickness and health. You know, those vows, people have said, but we don't live to those vows. Why is that? I think a lot of times we don't live to those vows because we just don't know how. It just seems like it's unattainable. It's Because I'm pretty sure that when we say those things, we actually mean it and we actually have good intentions to try to do those things. The majority of us do. However, when things get hard and it seems like I don't know what to do, I just can't see myself living in this particular way in the relationship the way it is, then people start thinking of ways out. And I just think it's because we don't know that it can be better and things can be improved. And we also see things long-term instead of short-term. So we'll see a bad situation and when you're not getting along and things are like rough in your relationship, We'll see it as a long-term thing. We'll be like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. But the thing is, no one's asking you to do it for the rest of your life because we live in periods of moments. So you have good moments and you have bad moments. And just like we have good moments in our lives and we have bad moments, relationships go through ups and downs. People who have been married for years, like 50 years, (laughs) have gone through ups and downs. They just chose to stick through it and stick with it when they were at low points because they realized this is just a moment. This is not for the rest of your life. This is like a moment in time. And moments can be fixed. You can fix moments. You can fix different things. You can change things as they happen. But you have to look at it in those short-term goals as moments instead of looking at it at a lifetime of misery because it may not be a lifetime of misery. Maybe you guys don't understand how to get through it now. And you might be miserable, yes, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. It just means that at this moment, this is where you are, so you need to fix where you are at that moment right now. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. Fix where you are, and that's what it's all about. I want to get into the communication part. When we meet someone, I know I heard this before too, that communication, giving someone a choice of where they want to be with you, not being open. What would you say about a person being open to someone for the very first time if they want to be in a relationship with a person? I would say don't read too much in it. Don't be too hard on yourself. 
just take it as it goes. Because sometimes we'll meet someone and we're just like, oh, we're going to be married. You have your life planned out 15 years and you guys haven't even had a first date. <laughs> so, of course, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're like, this is going to work out. We're going to do this, that. Don't do that. Live in the moment. So you go, you meet the person, see how they are, see if it's a good fit, and just live in that moment. And when I say live in the moment, I'm not saying do anything crazy or anything. But what I'm saying is don't read into things and don't try to project yourself into the future with that person. Just do a day at a time and see where it goes and see how it goes. Because if you do it that way, you're not going to be disappointed and your life is not going to end if it doesn't work out. And just always know that if it doesn't work out, you're resilient. You will definitely meet somebody else. It's not like there are only a certain amount of men in the world or there are only a certain amount of women in the world that you're compatible with. No, there are people you are compatible with, so many. But you would never know that because you just haven't met them all. So this is not your only love, your one true love. That does not really exist. There are just multiple people who you can be compatible with who a relationship could work with. It just depends on who you meet at that particular time. I know, and that's some good stuff. I know a lot of times people become impatient. They look at age. They yes. look at where they at in their lives and stuff like that. They look at social media. When I look about what God is, God don't see time. God is eternal. You know what I'm saying? We, as humans, look at time, but he don't see time. A thousand years to us is like one day to him. Right. Um, time. I know people get so caught up in social media. They got to, girl, you got to get this. Do you need to get this? We get so caught up in people's opinion that we lose ourselves in the process. And I know you work with women a lot. So do you deal with women who get lost, who lose themselves and pursuing this, wants to be with this man, uh, lose herself in the process of pleasing this man? So what, so how does that come about with women who lose themselves in the process of being with someone? Well, when that happens, it's because you have focused yourself so much on pleasing someone else and trying to be what they want, what they expect you to be, until you lose sight of who you're supposed to be. So the first thing that's important to do is get reacquainted with yourself. Get to know you again, because sometimes relationships can do that. They can be draining or it can be toxic or the person can just take, take, take and never give, 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 which can leave you feeling drained, worn out and lost. So the first step is getting to know yourself, find out what you like, because sometimes, especially if it's been a long relationship, you're liking what the other person likes because that's what they expect you to like and that you want to impress them. So find out what you like, find out what you like to do, and then just start doing those things. Start spending time with yourself. I say take yourself out, do something fun, just do something that you like to do, get reacquainted with who you are, and start enjoying life. Because when you do that, even if you don't leave that person and you got just still together, then it'll make you a better person, which will rub off on your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend in that relationship. Because when you are full, when you are happy, it rubs off on the other person. And it makes you a better version of yourself instead of depleting yourself trying to be everything to everybody. I, and I agree with that. You know, I hear people say all the time, and it's a cliche that people say, this person makes me happy. Should be already happy before you met this person. Yeah. Or this person completes me. Should be already completed um, before she, before you met her. But for my opinion as a man, I believe a, a man should be whole before he takes on that role of being a husband. And I'm going to ask it from a woman's perspective. Can y'all up if a man is stable and not stable because y'all can y'all really speak that up yeah you can how is that 
I want. I just want to know. Quiet minds want to know. Okay, well, here's what. Here's how you can pick it up. I know me personally. Here's how I can pick it up. <laughs> you can tell by the way they act, by the things they do. Because it's nice when a guy wants to impress you. Okay, that's good. But sometimes it's overboard. You know, it's like they're doing way too much. I anticipate your every move. So either they are insecure or they're controlling. Those are the only two things to me that it can be when I see that type of behavior. So it's just like the subtle things that they do that you can just tell if a person is where they need to be or if they need some more growth emotionally. Oh, godly! I'm, it's always room for improvement. Uh, especially yeah. if you, I mean, you sing, you, you know some things you work on in your life. You know some things that it will be a hindrance to that person you're trying to be with, I believe in working yourself first. Before um, God gave Adam Eve, he gave man, he gave Adam work. Yeah. You know, so we're in a, in a situation, we're in this generation now where women are being the provider, the guy just leeching out, leeching out the women. And the women are getting tired of that. They feel like there are no good men around. Men are dogs, men are whores. Have you had, do you, do you deal with women like that who label that all men are the same? So I heard this before in conversation. Women would say that all men are the same, but if a good man does come along, oh, it's fate. It's not fate. real. He's labeled um, already. Yeah, he's being labeled already. So it's now you, it seems like you have to work overtime right. to um, gain a trust, which I know she's been wounded. She's been hurt from a pre-relationship from a person she wasn't, you know, really cared about. How would you approach a situation like that when you're dealing with your female clients? Well, the first thing is don't even think about the guy because that is the problem. Because right now you're not at a point where you should be in a relationship because you're thinking that way. And I understand everyone's been hurt. But when you have emotional baggage with you and you take it and pass it on to someone else in a new relationship, like you said, then that person has to work extremely extremely hard trying to overcome things that they never even did to you just to make you feel safe. So in that situation, I would just encourage the person, take some time, work on yourself. Because once you start to work on yourself, then you can see that it's not everybody. Maybe it was that person, but that doesn't mean it's everybody. And I do think that everyone, even some of the worst guys that people may say, do have some good qualities in them. I just think they're not mature at a point in their lives where they're able to show it and it takes a while for guys to grow up it takes a while for women to find out who they are so it might be a good person just the wrong time <laughs> you just happen yeah. to catch that person at the wrong time so i just tell my female clients don't look at them that's not what we're here for work on yourself because once you work on yourself then your perspective will change the way you view things will change and it won't be that negative narrative that you're just taking from relationship to relationship to relationship. Yeah, so who wants to go down to all the dear mad four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times? That don't, that don't make no sense. Oh. That's no, ridiculous. It's a lot. Yeah, and it's just the same person bringing the same issues into the same relationship. Different person, same relationship, pretty much. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I understand you may go through a, a tragic experience that happens because the Bible said we were sure of a lack of knowledge, and I understand that, but Two, three times, that means something ain't right. That means I'm having the same issue with different people. That means something wrong with me. So self-examination is very important. Um, Ken, do you have anything you want to ask Miss um, Mitchell? Well, yeah, I, I pretty much, uh, everything you've been saying so far has, has been, been amazing. But um, my question is, um, after some of your female clients, let's start there. 
um, with those female clients that you ask and you give your tool, your instructions about on a, a healthy relationship or communication or uh, individual in, in the marriage that's having problems, if they follow your tools, why do um, marriages still end up in divorce? Well, unfortunately, I can't get to everybody. So I think that would be one good reason. <laughs> but another reason I think marriages sometimes end up in divorce because no matter how much you want to say that you can save everything, you can. It's almost like a doctor. They can't save every life, even though they want to, and that's their goal. Right. And they're sad when that life ends, but it's like, you can't save every marriage. And that's unfortunate and it's sad, but that's like the reality of things. Sometimes things are just too far gone. The trust has been broken beyond repair. Sometimes the foundation was just never there, and so you had nothing to build on. There are just a lot of reasons why it may not work. But what I try to help women understand is like, okay, you can't predict whether your marriage will work or not. But what you can do is give it the best that you can. So you work on yourself while you improve your marriage. And then if that doesn't work out, you've worked on yourself. Right. You know, you've worked on yourself so you can be a stronger person. Because I do believe that people can get married again. They can have different fulfilling relationships. But you have to work on yourself so that you don't bring that same thing into the new relationship. You can just let it stop where it was, start over, new you, new perspective, you know, just come in all new. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Uh, Emo has a comment also. Uh, Emo, go ahead. I was uh, basically piggybacking on that part, that work on yourself. So, of course, y'all may or may not know, don't let it shock you, but I was married and then got divorced and now I'm remarried. So that working on yourself is like pivotal because like you were saying, we're, we sometimes as women, we'll focus more on the guy. Oh, we plan out this whole thing while we're dating. But in the meantime, in between time, we haven't worked on ourselves and we haven't gotten to that place where we're taking care of us so that we can be better for the next person. And so that is like a huge thing because I went through that actual deal and I did not work on myself. And then when I actually met the real me, it was tough. It was like, who is this person? That can't be me. And it was really, and I really didn't get out there and work on myself. So that's like really huge for our listeners, guys. Please work on yourself. And I, and I noticed this too. I have a lot of friends that have been married and uh, was married to their spouse. Some were married. 10, 12 years, got a divorce. In the midst of the divorce, they hated each other. They hate each other, but after the divorce split up for a while, you see them, they're not married, but they're more into each other. That's what I was like. A lot of a couples, I've seen a lot of couples do that. Why is that? What brings them? What's that? School what? with me. <laughs> I don't exactly know what it is to each person, but I know for some people it could just be because maybe you were just better as friends. You know, sometimes people, when they're in the same environment, the same house, same place, over and over and over again, maybe they're just not compatible. And because of that, they're able to make things work because they may go to counseling or may do different things. But in the end, it just didn't work out, and they found out they were just better as friends. And sometimes that happens, and sometimes people grow apart, and sometimes, like I said, things can't be fixed. And it's easier to forgive somebody sometimes if you're not living with them 
all the time. And if you're not dealing with them on that level, sometimes it's easier to forgive past things that have happened when you guys in your separate spaces, you had a chance to like think about things and you have your time away from the other person, like detox from them. And that could be why they find out, okay, we can get along now because they're not living together. But when they were together and dealing with those problems every single day, they were not able to overcome that. Right. And I, I know it's like um, to piggyback up what uh, Primetime was saying, you have people mad for so many years and all of a sudden they want to file for divorce. I, I think the latest now is Steph Curry parents. They're going through divorce after I think 33 years of marriage. That to me, that's a long time. Y'all, and all of a sudden y'all want to file for divorce. That's kind of crazy to be together for that many years. And I was call it quits. Why? It's just now people just don't care no more. It's like you've lived your life to, already. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's half a decade. Like, yeah. why wait so long now? Like Dr. Dre, him and his wife, they've been married for over twenty some years. Now all of a sudden, divorce. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't want to be like that. Me neither. I, 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 I agree. No, I agree as well. And it's but one thing I can say, like especially if you're talking about Steph Curry parents, they lived in a totally different generation. So I don't exactly know how that generation was, but I know that when it came to marriage, they were encouraged to stay together. You know, things could happen in the marriage, but people were still encouraged to stay together during that time. And I think that sometimes people who are married during that generation and they get here, they see that they no longer had to put up with some things that may have occurred, or maybe they just see different options. Maybe they're feeling a certain way and don't know how to express it because expressing expressing yourself was not really encouraged back during their time. Like, yeah, it actually wasn't. It's like you graduate from high school, you get a good job, you get married, have kids. You know, that's your American dream, buy a house, do whatever, and retire. But things are different now. And I think sometimes if they, especially if they marry young, they're starting to see all the things they didn't get to do and the, the opportunities that they would have had now. So that could be a reason. I can't exactly say why, but if someone's been married for that long and then things don't work out at the end, it's probably because during the generation that they did get married, the culture was different. Like the marriage culture now is way different than it is back then. So it could be because the culture was just different and they were encouraged to put up with things and do certain things. And they may not have even been happy for all that time. It could have been that this is just what happened. I mean, it's crazy stuff that goes on. You know, you have people that's open to swingers. You know, you have, I mean, it's kind of stuff that goes on people marriages now that they have relationships. They marry, but they have relationships with different people. It's like we have an agreement. We have relationships, but they can't come to the house. That's ridiculous. It's just like, it's just the way people think now. Like, why do that for? I don't know. And that, it's not me to understand, but it's a crazy stuff on that on that note. The stuff that um, we're dealing with. But I believe in having healthy relationships. I believe in talking things out and learning from my mistakes, learning from the things we went through, not to repeat the same thing twice. Because um, I know when I went through my divorce, my main focus was to get myself together. Not rushing into another relationship, but focused on firming. Getting firming together, getting firming established. In due time, two season, that time will come around again. Cause God knows everything. God sees everything. God knows best. Patience, timing, 
how do you deal with your uh, clients when it comes to well dealing with the women when it comes to patience? You know, people lack patience. Patience, they don't want to hear patience. Ugh, patience is a nasty word. They gotta have right being in there. Wow. How do you deal with your client when it comes to patience? Well, see, here's the thing. It's like if you are working on yourself and you're enjoying your life and you are focusing on you, it's you don't have to worry about being patient because you're living. It's like you're not waiting to live right, until like you meet somebody. It's like you're living now. So because you're living and having fun and doing things, your life is already full. So when the right person does come, it's not like you had to wait for them. You live your life until you found the right person. That's pretty much how it is. So I think when we wait until something happens, then you are kind of wasting your life. Because let's say you don't meet the other the right person until like five years down the road. So for those five years, you wasted your life about how you wish you were married, how you wish you were this or wish you were that. But sometimes you just have to live before you get there because you know it's coming. You know you're going to get there eventually. So just live life and have fun. So I just tell people, live life, have fun, enjoy you because it's easier for a happy person to get a date there's somebody who's sitting out waiting for somebody to ask them. So if you're happy and you're living your life and doing whatever it is you feel like you want to do and just enjoying yourself, people will see that. And people want, people are attracted to confident, happy people. So if you're confident and you're happy, then it will happen. But if you're just waiting around, of course, you're going to be depressed and like disappointed because nobody's calling you and nothing has happened. So you're just prolonging your own time. So I tell them, don't even worry about that. Just be confident, be happy, have fun, live life. That's it. So the foundation of the thing, ladies and gentlemen, is have fun, live life, enjoy yourself. Get out, treat yourself out, set some goals for yourself. Yes. Just enjoy life. Because, you know, the Bible said that Christ came that we might have life and life more abundantly. So that's very important to enjoy your life. And don't, and no desperate. I know women, y'all hate me and are desperate as well. Cause y'all don't like no desperate man. But that man that's confident, comfortable in his own skin, and I know women are attracted to a man who's confident in his own skin. He's not looking, but he's more focused on his life purpose at hand instead of just saying, I got to have somebody. So he knows that in due time and due season, he's going to fall into meeting that that, that uh, right person. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. I believe you both, you're more focused on your purpose in life, then that door will eventually open in due time and due season. Yeah, it will. And here's the thing. Like, this works for single people and also for people who are already married or already in relationships. Because when you want to improve your marriage or improve your relationship, the thing that you do is work on yourself. You can get your hair done, do whatever, but do the outside work and the inside work. And it works because the person remembers what they were attracted to you for, you know, because... Sometimes when people get married, they change. So if you were happy and outgoing, but then you have kids, life happens. Of course, you know, your personality changes a little bit. You change. But once you get back to who you were, that is a thing that has changed and transformed a lot of relationships because they see you for what they loved about you. They see all of these things, and it just works when you work on yourself because working on somebody else never works. You can't change anyone. You can't make someone happy. You can't make them sad. You can't control their emotions or feelings. But you can definitely control your own self and work on yourself. And it gives you power because you're not trying to fix anybody. You're just working on you. And that can do a lot of good in your marriage as well. And that's some stuff right there. I also want to bring up, too, something that popped in my spirit as well. 
uh, when it comes to our religious beliefs. Now, everybody had different religious beliefs. The Bible speaks on do not do unequally yoke. Um, that's another thing that people don't talk about. They don't talk about the religious belief, their financials, goals, whatever the case may be. Does that do people talk about their, their religious beliefs, or they just go along uh, with the flow of "I got somebody," but never really tell a person, "Hey, this is what I believe in. This is what I follow." And then instead of getting into a relationship, find out where well, I didn't sign up for all this. Let's see. I think that most people, a lot of people now, because I know before it was different. We looked at relationships different and who we wanted to date. We looked at them differently. Like when you're young, you're all about looks. But as you get older, you are more about values. You're more about beliefs and things. You have to have similar beliefs. And I think as we get older, we recognize that. So people that I've spoken with, they're looking for people with the same values and the same belief systems and the same morals. And it's this guy, um, Joe Bean, he has a book and it's called um, Your Love Path or whatever. And in that book, he also talks about how it's important to have the same beliefs. And when I say beliefs, now, if someone doesn't believe exactly the same way you do about a certain thing, let's say religion. Well, let's say you both believe in God, you both believe that you know you want to go to church, you want to raise your kids with faith in God and that kind of thing, then you can work together because your belief system is kind of the same, even if it's not exactly the same. But you have to have similar belief systems and similar morals and values because it's going to be hard to be with someone or compromise with them if they're all the way in left field and you're over here in right field. Now, it can be done. There are ways to um, work through that. But it's just a lot easier if you have similar belief systems and values. And that's some good stuff. That's that's some mature stuff that um we we talk about, and that's something that we have to think. Like I said, we get older, we think by values. I ain't gonna lie. I just want to be at peace. I just want to be a peaceful man. So if I'm with somebody, I have peace, not turmoil, not war zone. But that's why I'm at in my life. So just by having that peace, that sound mind, I think anybody should want that. I know we've been talking about relationships. I know you have another uh, thing. You you have a podcast. You are a podcaster. So talk about your podcast. How can we check out your podcast? And how can we subscribe to your podcast to support you in what you're doing? Okay. Well, I actually have two podcasts, so I'm glad that you asked. The first one is called Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. And, of course, that would be me. So that podcast talks about relationships. We are, we're ending season five this week, and we're doing our fan favorites. And then next week, we are going into season six. And what I do is I talk about relationships. I talk about what you can do to fix them or why things are the way that they are. Like this week, the fan favorite that we have is um, Fighting Fair. Because in relationships, we know you're going to fight. Not physical, but you know there are going to be arguments, there are going to be disagreements. But the thing is, you need to fight fair, and there are some rules for fighting fair instead of just saying whatever it is you think you want to say. There are actually rules of engagement (laughs) when fighting, Mm -hmm. and we discussed that in the podcast. And that is one podcast, and it's anywhere you listen to podcasts, so you can just go and subscribe and follow anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So that's the first one. It's about me talking about relationships, talking about what you can do to improve your relationship now. Now, of course, I do advise people, if you're having more serious issues, I always suggest seeing a counselor or a therapist. 
But if you want to even just lighten the tension for a moment, some of what I say can help you at that moment. So that's podcast number one. Podcast number two is called Finding God. And in that podcast, I just have different people come on. It's an interview style podcast. And people just come on and talk about how they found God. Because I personally believe that a lot of times people are not open to God. And they're not open to what you have to say about him. Not because they have a problem with him, but because they have a problem with religion. They have a problem with church, or they may have a problem with us because we're forcing our opinions on them. So I don't know where people stand with that. But what I want everyone to know is that no matter where you are in your life, whether you're an atheist, whether you talk to God, whether you have a religion, whether you even go to church or not, it doesn't matter. If you're in trouble, God's going to listen to you just like he would listen to me. So the whole point of that podcast is to let people know God's accessible. You don't have to have any special thing to talk to him. You can talk to him no matter where you are, no matter what you believe. God can definitely help you. So what I do is I just have people come on the podcast, and they tell me how they found God. Now, I always make it a point. They don't tell me how they found their church. We don't want to hear about that. They don't tell me how they found their religion. I don't care about that. They tell me how they found God. Like, what was that moment in their life where they realized that God was there for them? And some people have found God through brokenness. Some people have found God in jail. Like, people have found God in so many different ways. It's amazing because even though these people, different occupations, different religions, maybe they go to church, maybe they don't, the one thing they all have in common is that they found a relationship with God. And they realized that having a relationship with him was key and not so much everything else we tell everybody they have to do for God will accept them. So that's podcast number two. And you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. Okay. Awesome. So you always constantly busy, constantly have your hands in everything. I know besides podcasting, you're a singer as well as songwriter. So when it comes to the musical side of you, do you come from a family that's full of musicians or that's something that you just developed throughout the years on your own? See, I don't exactly know because, you know, it's like African-American families, we don't really know all of our history. So I don't know that far back. I do know my mom used to tell me that my grandmother um, could sing and that when she was younger, somebody wanted her to join their group or whatever. So she did tell me that. I know as far as my mom was concerned, I think she would have been pretty good, at least be able to keep a tune, but she didn't practice. So she wasn't the greatest, but she tried. So kudos (laughs) to her for trying. And that's as far as I know. I just know that ever since I was a little kid, I would hear music and then I could imitate some of what people were doing. And I remember one day, because my mom still sing music all the time, somebody was singing and I just imitated what they did. And at that moment, it just clicked like, oh, okay, so you can do this with your voice. And then I just started to sing and copy people and imitate people and that's when I started to sing so that's when I realized I could sing when I was like five or six now when I learned I could do songwriting when I was I was like 11 I was in sixth grade and I used to go to this small little church school and we had what we called bible class and each week we had a whole list of assignments we could pick from to present to the class for our bible lesson and of course I didn't want to do a lot of work so they had one thing you could draw a picture all right, I wasn't a, I'm not a good artist that way. I cannot draw. I drew stick people. So that I knew that wasn't where I wanted to go. Um, they had to recite a whole chapter. That was a lot of work. And, you know, I was trying to cram because I had to present it Friday. This was Thursday night. So mm. clearly reciting a chapter was not going to work. 
um, writing a paragraph. I can write, but I didn't feel like writing at that moment. So I didn't want to do it. So the only other thing was make up a song about Abraham and Isaac. And I was like, that looks easy. I think I'll do that. I wasn't even thinking about writing a song or anything. It didn't compute in my mind like songwriting was something that was different or unique. It was just an easy thing for me to do since I had procrastinated and was doing my assignment at the last minute. So I just sat down, wrote a song like in 15 minutes, came up with a tune, and then I just sung it in class the next day. And my mom and my teacher, they were like, Kiana, how, how did you do that? I was like, oh, it was easy. I just sat down and I just wrote it out. They're like, that's really special. Like, a lot of people can't do that. And it didn't dawn on me that a lot of people couldn't do that because I could. So that was when I realized I could write songs. So I have been writing songs ever since. Awesome. So when it comes to song, what kind of what kind of music and genre that you're doing right now? Well, believe it or not, I it's crazy because my favorite genre of music to listen to is like gospel music, gospel rap, Christian music. But I actually write more love songs because that's just easy for me to do. Like when I try to write gospel songs, I can, but it takes a lot of effort and they don't usually come out like Tasha Cobbs or other people. They're more like questioning songs, like how come, it's like more, more like Jonathan Reynolds kind of stuff, you know, like <laughs> stuff you have to sit down and think about. People can listen to it and be like, oh man, that's deep. So it's more like a deep discussion type of song and not like a praise and worship kind of song that you can just sustain and get good feelings from. So and then it's like it takes me forever to write those type of songs. I have to be like in the mood to write it. Something had has had well, something would have had to happen for me to come up with a Christian song. But I find that when it comes to love songs for me, I can easily write them. They're just easy to write. They're fun. I enjoy writing love songs. And so I write love songs. But I tell everyone I would consider myself to be a songwriter, I write love songs, I talk about love all the time. However, since I'm a Christian, my view on love is different from everybody else. So I just incorporate that into my style of writing because I think that people need something else to listen to. Like we hear about how the world we love and sex and all kind of stuff. And I, don't, I think it's deeper than that. I mean, if you are a young kid, okay, fine. But I think even at a young age, we need to start telling people it's different than that. Women, we need to see ourselves, like, differently. I mean, we're more than just objects. We have minds. <laughs> we can do things, you know? I think that's just how I write because that's what I want people to see. That's what I want my kids to see. And plus, I write songs a lot of the times for my podcast, Using in Therapy, because I use music as a way to remind people about the topics we talked about. So the songs that I write are in line with kind of reminding people about relationships, who they are, what we do, you know, that kind of thing. Awesome stuff. And um, some great stuff. And I know we pressed for time. I know we were talking about relationships and things of that nature. Um, one more time, plug your podcast. Let the audience know where can they go, where can they check it out, where can they download it to support you and what you're doing. Okay, well, my, the first podcast number one, Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. You can find that on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to podcasts. That podcast is there. I also have Finding God, which is also on all podcasting platforms. It can be found there as well. But the easiest place to find my podcast, if you want to find it, would be my website. And that is um, Kiana W. Mitchell.club. And that's where you'll see everything that I do in that one spot. 
Man, that's what's up. That's what's up right there, and I appreciate you. Uh, once again, take time to beat the schedule. Because like I said, we talk about relationships. We talk about some good stuff. And I know what's said tonight can really help a lot of people to examine themselves, be patient, take the time out for themselves, get to know you, and build you up as well. So I appreciate you. But my last question is legacy. And I ask it to, I guess, all the time. How do you see your legacy? Well, I want my legacy to be one where I define how people think about love and relationships, because I just think that that's something that we need to do, because I don't want my daughters to grow up thinking that love and relationships is what they see on TV or what they hear in songs. I want them to know it's different. And so I just think one place at a time, one podcast at a time, one interview at a time, one person at a time, you can definitely change the way people view relationships and love. Man, awesome stuff. And once again, appreciate you taking time out to beat the schedule here on the podcast of Walking This Way. The replay will be up on our YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, different media outlets as well. Um, once again, we thank everybody for tuning in, hanging out with us for a little while. We want y'all to have a great, productive night. Be blessed. Stay focused. Read some books. Read some material. Oh, one more question I have to ask, too. I know when people say work on themselves, they think about the outer appearance. Give some porn. You mentioned something about the inner on the on the inside. Give a few pointers for those who may not understand when it comes to working on the inside. Okay, so when you work on the inside, it's like you find out, especially in relationships. I think the most important thing to do is find out what your triggers are. Find out why you're reacting a certain way because. If you're reacting a certain way, there's a reason why you're doing it. And it, it may be subconscious. You may not even realize that you're reacting this way because maybe it's something you saw in your parents' relationship. Or maybe it's something that happened to you as a child or something you saw your friend go through. All of us, I think, have some type of post-traumatic stress disorder, but it's just not diagnosed. And so when you see things happen, especially in childhood that may have been traumatic, or things that have happened to you that was traumatic and you don't get help for those things, then it comes up in different ways. So you may react to someone in anger, but you're not really angry. You're sad, but that's just your default emotion for everything. But you will never be able to fix this or get help for this or change it unless you know that's why you're reacting to something. So know what your triggers are, understand why you're reacting the way you do, and then you'll be able to change your reaction and the way you deal with certain things. And I would say that's a start. Now, there are a lot of other ways you can work on yourself because it's a lot you can do. But I would say start there. Understand why you're reacting to your spouse or your friends or your significant other in the way that you are. Understand why it was making you upset and work there. Start there. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, I know when you hear it say working yourself, it's not about your outer appearance. It's on no. the inside. That mental place of being, it may cause you to trigger things off that you were supposed to, negativity. So you always want to work on those things to be a better you. And, and the process is fun of working on yourself, getting to know yourself a whole lot better, dig down the inside of you and bring that new you out that the world needs to see. So we want everybody, man, have a great night, a blessed night. And we'll see y'all next Tuesday here on the podcast of Walking This Way. Can you have anything you want to add? It might be Miss Miss Mitchell, I've learned a lot from you tonight. I've even had to get off camera because I was just really getting comfortable of listening to you. So um but we thank you.
very much for your insight tonight. It was great. It was awesome. Um, you taught a lot. And um, get to know yourself is, is something that myself personally have to uh, get to do. So, uh, again, thank you for uh, a great a great segment tonight. Well, You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. And like I said, we're going to see y'all next Tuesday. Same bad time, same bad channel. For those who don't oh. know, that's from the whole Batman TV show. Go ahead. Before we leave, before we sign off, I don't know if Miss Emo is still uh, on the air. I see her right there, but um, I am on the uh, air. For, for future references, uh, anybody that's watching with us, audience uh, around the city, the, around the United States of America, South, East, Northwest, do not root for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is a joke, not a goat. All right. <laughs> uh, and they'll be all from me. They'll be all from me. <laughs> I knew you were going to come with that. I knew. <laughs> I enjoyed the show. You really helped me, especially when you just finished that last comment about the PTSD, how it's coming out in different ways. That is very true. That has been my experience. So, yes, guys, please tune into her podcast. Please reach out to her because she has some very, very helpful information, guys. Awesome stuff again. Thank you, Miss Mitchell, once again for hanging out with us on tonight. Never be a stranger. You're always welcome to be a guest. Come walk with the ways in Pathways Podcast. I want everybody to have a great night. I'm about to go watch Hard Knocks, the Cowboys again. Somebody else. If you watched last week episode, last week episode was pretty good. You got an insight on the on the fellas. Yeah. Um, their personal lives, the thing they like to do in their spare time. Um, besides playing football, some interesting um Stuff they do in their own personal lives. So I'm going to watch the next episode tonight on HBO. So I'm about to get a tune in and enjoy that. So I want to hear about it, man. Have a great night once again. And I keep saying that, but I want y'all to have a great night. We'll be back next week here on the podcast. Peace, everybody. All right. Peace out. I absolutely love doing that interview. It was so much fun. I love to talk about relationships. And one of the things that I like that I was talking about when we discussed was about how sometimes in relationships it's important to change yourself. Because when you're working on yourself and you're changing yourself, that is how relationships change. They don't change by a magic wand. They don't change because you change your spouse or you change this. No, relationships change and get better because you have put in the effort, you've worked on yourself, you've gotten better, you've changed, and that has an amazing effect on your relationship. The song we're going to listen to today is called Same Old Thing. And it talks about how this lady is stuck in her relationship. They're doing the same thing over and over and over. And she can't figure out how to change it. So here's the song, Same Old Thing. Somebody please tell me why we keep on fighting this
you so much for hanging out with me today. I truly enjoyed spending time with you. Um, if you guys would like to hear more podcast episodes from the podcast, Walk in His Ways, Impacting Voices, just click on the link in the show notes and you can definitely hear more podcasts from that podcast. I also would like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. And if you guys have any questions that you want to ask me about relationships or love, feel free to contact me on social media. All my information can be found in the show notes. So just click on my social media links or handles and just let me know what your question is. And I will be more than happy to answer them for you. I would also like to encourage you to subscribe if you have not subscribed or followed the podcast. I am going to be doing some amazing things and I want you to be a part of it. But I need you to subscribe so that you will know what is going on on a weekly basis. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. I would like to also invite you to join my Facebook group. Guys, it is just not the same without you. I have to have your wonderful faces there, your amazing presence. So please, please, please join my Facebook group. I would absolutely love to have you there. And in order to join, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes and you can be a part of the Facebook group. I made it really easy. You don't really have to answer any questions. You don't have to wait for me to admit you or anything. Just sign up, just join and you're in. All right. Well, that's all for today. If you guys have any questions, feel free to contact me. I look forward to hearing from you. And until we talk again next week about relationships and love, have a great week, an amazing weekend, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.